Hey, hey, good. Is <laughs> that no news is good news? You might want to say it again. I turned out the wrong thing. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Jesus! Jesus, save me! Now you're good. You're good. You're okay. completely okay. good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I can good. start now. Yeah. I, I turned myself now. up and said, now you can go. <laughs> kept you down. Go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, You'll be good. fine. <laughs> All right. Now Let's do it. Okay. Third attempt. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Shake and Not Noob, the podcast that knows that no news is good news as we bring you not one, not two, not three, but quattro reviews for your mega review special. Yeah, sure. Uh, I am your 50% discounted host, Fuzzy Dan, and joining me today is a man who does all his Christmas shopping in the Boxing Day sales. It's Mr. Judy Dutram. How are we, sir? Good. You can find me elbow deep in a bargain bin. <laughs> <laughs> You're definitely the guy that's like, look, here's an IOU for one present, and it's coming to you December 26th afternoon yeah. um, at some stage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what are you playing tomorrow? Uh, go to Boxing Day and find you something to get. <laughs> Merry Christmas! Yeah, exactly right. I mean, I won't lie. I've done that before. I know I'm not seeing people on Christmas. I go to Chadston, I find something, and it works. <laughs> He's also the same kind of guy that will give people, like, post-dated checks. You can cash that in 2025, all right? That, Just, you know. <laughs> that goes to show how old you are, because I never had a checkbook. <laughs> <laughs> that joke, that joke about the, the bounce check in the bodega in Seinfeld, completely over my head. <laughs> completely gone. I yeah. still remember getting a, a, paying for pizzas with checks because I knew that they wouldn't clear and I wouldn't have money in my account until like the next week. So I'd wait. They, they took seven days to clear. So it's just free money. It was great. Um, oh, I, was poor. <laughs> I used to be a poor povo man. Um, but now I have mucho dinero and uh, mucho reviews to bring you. Uh, and we're going to be talking about four games this week. Uh, yeah. Elden Ring, Grid Legends, Shadow Warrior 3, um, and, of course, Horizon Forbidden West, uh, which is one that got raised last week. So, yes, we've played all or most of these games, and we're going to be talking about them uh, I've played today. three out of four. I've, I, uh, I've played three out of four now. <laughs> Excellent. Well, let's start with one of the ones that uh, that you've played, Dirty, because we'll save the Elden Ring for a bit later on. I think that's the big one. Yeah. Um, let's talk about uh, Grid Legends, because that's one I'm interested in, have not had any time to play it yet. So, uh, yeah, very keen to hear what's going on with that one. Yeah. Um, Grid Legends, of course, it's done by Codemasters. It's uh, it's published by EA as well. Um, last time a Grid game came out was Grid 3, or I think it might have just been Grid I think it was probably, what, 2018, yeah. I think we talked about it, Fuzzy. Um, yeah, fucking ages ago, man. Yeah. It, was, it was a while, and I was not a fan of that game because they got Fernando Alonso to come on board and help with the handling, and then it comes up with great drift when you're in a Formula 1 R26, and went, this is why you don't get Fernando Alonso, because he can't remember anything past his eyebrows. Um, <laughs> but What does it feel like, Fernando? <laughs> I can't How do you tell you! I think we drift. <laughs> they just like tape his eyes open and then put the helmet on top. <laughs> and foot goes down now, now Alonso. Yeah. Oh, okay. See? <laughs> uh, fast. Oh, real fast. Um, no, yeah, look, uh, Fernando Alonso, I think he actually did pretty pretty well last year. I was expecting to do pretty shit in the Formula 1. But they got him for a, for a consult- consultation gig for the last grid game. Bad idea. Um, 
Grid Legends is very much Codemasters Formula One is. They're strict. They're stringent. They're it's a sim. It's a it's a sim game with a bit of that arcadiness to it, so it's still accessible for a lot of players. This game is very much Codemasters going like we've had a year of fucking stress sim work. We're gonna fucking have some fun. Um, <laughs> it does have, as I've said previously, with the old Grid Review, Need for Speed Pro Street elements to it. But it yep. doesn't have that aspect that the previous grid game was. Like, we got Fernando Alonso on board. This is a racing sim game. You're going to feel the, the, the everything in the cars. And it's going to be realistic where it's like, it's realistic, but it's also heavily not at the same time. Yep. Um, it's not as sort of kooky as zany as sort of uh, Forza and Need for Speed. But it's not sim. It's sort of... It doesn't know which path it wants to go down, so it's literally taking the dirt road between two roads diverging out. So it's literally going off-road in the middle. Um, yeah. Driving sort of normal muscle cars, like that, you have to drop them into second gear to go around a corner, otherwise you're just fucking going flat straight. Um, yeah. Driving in sort of, you know, sports cars or the Ford GT and all that sort of stuff like that, they hug the road really well. Um, this again, I had did the same experiment that I did with Forza Horizon 5, the most recent one, where before I even booted up the game, I dragged the cockpit out, set it up, plugged it in, booted the game. Like, I'm not giving you a chance with a controller, your steering wheel or nothing. Like, that's how a racing game goes. If you own a steering wheel, you're not going back to a controller for a racing game, period. There's no point. It's, it's, it's redundant. Um, <laughs> so... As soon as the game booted up, I had NAM flashbacks of Forza Horizon 5 because that game yeah. is awful on a steering wheel. This game is perfect on a steering wheel. Codemasters have, have know what they're doing when it comes to steering wheel integration, um, unless you have a Logitech and there was issues with Formula 1 2021. Um, that's yeah. why. Bye, Fastmaster. Um, but it as soon as the, the game booted, you're literally dropped into a race. There's no sort of menus or anything. It's just bang into a race. Um, and it was fun. Like, the, the cars gripped. It felt fun. Um, I was using both the paddle shifters on the Sparco wheel that comes with my wheel standard as well as the Thrustmaster shifter. Um, so for muscle cars, I had the shifter. For, you know, sports cars that went into eighth gear, I was using the paddle shifts. Um, yeah. So it was really fucking cool for that. But there were a couple of short fallings here and there. Um, the first one being if you want to use the paddle shifter or the traditional individual gears, you need to go into the menus, into the options at every race and manually change it over. You can't go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight on a click. You need to, it's either steering wheel or it's shifter. It's not both. And the game yeah. doesn't like that. So it's very frustrating when you're doing campaign races where one race you're in a Ford GT going into, you know, seventh and eighth gear. Then you're in yep. a fucking, you know, you're in a, a Mini Cooper only going into fourth gear. And it's like, well, I don't want to use a shift like you know paddle shifters for a mini cooper i want the fucking clunk of the bloody the gearbox uh and going into the menus changing it going back out became a bit of a hassle there are electric races in this game so using a electric cars and formula e it's very funny because it's like get ready to race it doesn't say get ready to race but you have that sort of like you know the atmosphere and music is playing and stuff like that and you're like fuck yeah, yeah. and it goes like three two one and then it's like boom lights out away we go and then it's just yeah, it's it's literally George Costanza getting away from the old people on the mobility scooter. It's uh, it's just it's fucking weird. 
It was funny. Yeah. It was funny. And the cars move fast. There's also, I was like, go into second gear. And I'm like, oh, fuck, electrics don't have gears. That's literally just go and stop. Like, that's it just goes, yeah. That's yeah. it. And they're fucking fast, but it's also funny when they're not making noise. They do yeah. also have a bit of a, um, a bit of a Mario Kart S system where you can go off the racing line to drive through checkpoint markers. They give you a boost, like the mushrooms in Mario, that if you push it, you go faster. Sure. I did see someone comment on on my uh, on my video review of this saying that's what Formula E has. They have a boost system that they can use. I'm telling yep. you now, it's fucking stupid. Um, don't care. There's an energy reduction system and a drag reduction system for Formula One cars. That makes sense. That's fine. But a boost system. It's kind of stupid. That takes away the skill because you can literally be on the end straight coming second and go, oh, I haven't used my boost. Yeah, but, but you're forgetting the Knight Rider factor, mate, where you have a turbo boost button and, and you know, Kit does a massive jump and kills the other car. Like, it's just cool. It's just cool having a boost button. It's not. It's, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're just wrong. You're that's, just wrong here. That's... It is dead cool having a boast button. That's, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I felt like Dominic Toretto and not in a good way. <laughs> but, just get a big fucking NOS label on it and yeah, I would be happy. I'm yeah, home. NOS sticker on the thing. Um, but the cars handle really well. Each car handles, of course, differently and unique. Um, there's no real music. There's music in the story mode that has like this sort of pseudo background music that you get in like Die Hard or something. But there's no music in playing co- uh, just you know standalone races or or multiplayer, which is I'm like, mm. well, you got music in single player. Why is like it's just like driving a Formula One car. There's there's nothing but the engine noise. But in campaign, there is music. The yep. campaign has cutscenes, and the cutscenes are real people, um, which I thought was like, oh, that's that's kind of cool. You're never going to get that in a Formula One game because you're never going to get drivers away from their cars to do a video game. But it was a cool little thing that I liked. Wasn't as invested as I was in Formula One. Um, but the car handled well. It did something that Forza Horizon 5 does not fucking do, and that's drive with a steering wheel. And it just, like, as soon as I started driving, I'm like, this is what I wanted from Forza. If yeah. if Codemasters, like, our next grid game is open world like Forza, it's going to be the the, the, the uh, competitor to Forza. I'm like, sweet. Yep. Fuck. I'm sorry, Forza. You, you fucked me already. I'm going to go with Codemasters because they know what they're doing. Um, yeah, see, I mean, yeah, to to the Forza thing, they have created, you know, op- they've gone down their open world path, right? So yeah. you can explore anything, do anything, and that's kind of fun. Um, you know, no loading screens, you know, it's yeah, you know, just going into races. That kind of, it, it, the, the There's loading unique, screens. There's totally know, loading screens. But, I mean, that's the whole idea was to, to eliminate that, that feel of, like, yeah. you were loading into everything all the time. So, and just living your life in a menu, you're living your life in a car. So, Forza gets that right, but they fuck up a lot of other stuff. Whereas mm. this is, you know, a traditional racing style game where you're still, you know, in and out of races. So they can spend a lot less time worrying about, you know, every single fucking rock in Mexico and they can focus on actually getting the things right that it needs to. So a little bit disappointed yeah. to hear about the music because that's one of the big things for Forza is they have you know, quite a, a, a really interesting soundtrack. Um, there's a lot of you know big name uh, music on there. Different radio stations you can click through. Foo Fighters, baby, you, it's got Foo Fighters. You can have a lot of fun with it, and it's. I think they do a really good job with with that part of it, and it makes you, especially for an arcadey game, you kind of need that music factor. Yeah. Um, and for you know for games like you know yeah Grid, if they're they're trying to push into that area, and who knows if they are. I mean, it looks like a. 
it's very borderline that they are pushing you know that that kind of experience Fair, yeah it's it's got a bit of that um a bit of that yeah memphis Reed pro street without the over the yeah. top music and highly illegal cars um <laughs> but it also has that sort of jack of all trades master of none in regards to its car class like that's why i like formula one because it has like it's just formula one cars and formula just two one, maybe yeah. like that's it yeah. Um, yeah. Where this has got a couple of things. So I had fun with it. I was actually like, at first, like, you know, when, and thanks to EA Australia, they did reach out saying, would you like to cover it? Because they know, you know, we love Formula One. Um, I went, look, I played the old, the last grid game. Really didn't like it. I compared it to that of Superman Nintendo 64. When you rent a video game and you go, I don't like this. And you take it back to Blockbuster and hand it back. Where this was like, I'm in the steering wheel. I'm, I'm loving this. I'm having fun. Um, yeah, now, Judy, you've just aged yourself. You're going to have to explain to younger listeners uh, what a rental is um, because they don't understand that fucking reference, mate. It is. Fuck you. Ima- fucking check. Imagine fucking going to a shop where it's a, it's a physical location of Netflix. It's a physical Netflix, yes. It's a physical Netflix where they have limitations on how many people can watch things. The Dobbs says, what's Blockbuster? <laughs> <laughs> See? See? Yeah, there you go. Okay. It's a, yeah, it's, it's a physical Netflix where they only have three copies of the one film. And if there's none on the shelf, you're out of luck. <laughs> yeah, of course you know. You know that movie you can just watch on Netflix and you get tickets charged to you, you know, once a month you pay like 15 bucks. Well, this, you can pay like $5 and have one movie overnight. And, you have to take it <laughs> and back if you don't take day. it back, that's more money. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I had fun with it. Um, uh. I'm... It's it's made me just go like all right well I know Codemasters also do the dirt games um, I'm fairly sure Codemasters do dirt and like yep. those games are also similar to those games are a bit like Grid and Formula One put together bit of simulation but also a bit arcadey at the same time where this is more the Grid developers having fun um, yeah and I I, well, I had fun well, playing it because this is this is the I think this is the fifth outing for them. Mm. Uh, like as far as official, you know, grid titles are concerned, mm. um, I am including one of them is um, uh, Grid Autosport on the, the, the Android app, the oh, yeah. mobile, which was which is still you know was released, oh, I think like eight years ago, and it's still probably one of the better racing games on your mobile phones. Mm. Um, interesting, like you know, it's been for them, I think. Diminishing returns, like you know, the first grid game was was pretty good. The next one was okay, and then it just started going. And then they went mobile, yeah. and they you know that last grid. So it just seems to have gotten worse. Would you say that the that this is better than what they came out with in twenty nineteen? Oh shit, yeah. Oh shit, yeah. Like it, of course. You, you know, we spent months playing and streaming Formula 1 2021. We know how our cars handle. We know the apexes and the turns and this and that. When you drive the R26 Renault in this game, of course it does not handle like a Formula 1 car. But it is also, I felt more secure driving that this Formula 1 rather than the last time we I played it in a grid game. It felt more gripped rather than it was like, come up being like, great drift. And I'm like, Formula 1 cars aren't supposed to drift because it slows you down. Like, that's, that's the whole point of a Formula 1 car. But it did, yeah. you do also get to have a bit of fun. Like, I learnt why Formula 1 cars don't go around Bathurst. Because it's fucking suicidal uh, in, a, <laughs> in, a, in one of those cars. But also, it's, it's got some really cool moments where, like, the AI can sometimes push themselves too hard and they can shift at the wrong moment and the car can literally spin out and smash on them. So you have those sort of, like, cinematic moments. Not in every race, but in some races. Uh, it's mm. kind of cool. It's kind of fun. Now, the last, the last game as well, they had... Um, 
it was like a rival system nemesis system yeah there's a rival system here which is okay. pretty cool so if you if you if you're like niggling some dude they 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 come back at you yeah like they target you pretty much yeah so. so it's it's sort of like yeah if you push them into a wall and they and you know they take some serious damage then it's like you've pissed them off they're going to come at the same ferocity that you hit them with so fucking watch out and it's okay. it's really cool because it, it's like Forza, you can just go fuck it and ram people out of the way, or the AI can ram you, and it's like, what are you going to do? Where in this game, it's like, yeah, if you do that, that's fine, you can win. However, you will start to get to a point where the AI is starting to keep up with you, especially if you up, you know, turn the difficulty up to where it is actually spicy difficulty. Um, and uh, it's like, cool, well, the AI is not going away, and if you fuck up, they're going to fuck you up. So, you know, that's, that's the way to go. I had fun with it. Um, I was, yeah, when it was announced, or, you know, do you want to play it? I spent i don't know but i'm glad i did i had fun with it um score wise probably it's it's between a 3.5 and a 4 out of 5 it's between that 7 and 8 out of 10 it's if you're a racing fan 8 out of 10 like it is it's fun as as a racing fan especially if you have a steering wheel if you're not a racing fan and you're at a mate's place having beers and they're playing grid if they just hand you the controlling wheel ah he's right or whatever you still have fun with it like it's it's not mm. one of those ones that you take seriously like gran turismo and formula one and all that sort of stuff okay cool all yeah. right excellent well done thank you for that mate no worries um look let's move on to the next one next cab off the rank let's talk about um horizon forbidden west mm. um one that i know that you haven't played but i wanted to say something i think i still uh, have your copy of the first break. game you know what? I bought another copy. You can keep that, buddy. <laughs> I mean, I think it's coming to PC. It's, or if it's oh, not look. already on PC. Like, is PlayStation yeah. have a thing on Steam now? Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, look, it is uh, it is very fun. So, I will just say, this first, first off the bat, if you haven't played um, Horizon Zero Dawn, um, and you'd like to get the full experience of this, it, this would be like, playing this game would be like, coming into a movie trilogy in yeah in the second movie it's like watching the two towers without the fellowship of the ring beforehand not much happens um, in the fellowship of the ring though no, but there's a lot of context there's and there's context. a lot of things and like basically in the first five minutes of this like if you haven't remembered what's gone on they recap the entire story of zero dawn in the first five minutes like all the spoilers all everything because it's just supposed to be this natural progression on yeah um so i won't go into too much detail about the story specifically but I don't, to I don't, say i don't care go for it oh i'm just <laughs> yeah, just talking about people in general because it is you know it, it does like i said massive spoilers for the first game um and yeah it just keeps going from there so it is really fun you basically um play as the same character uh, aloy from the original game uh, you get to see a lot of people that you uh, knew from the first game as well, and don't worry, they'll cover you off with backstories if you haven't, yeah, haven't remembered exactly who they are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they basically uh, all of the they, there's a new threat that has arisen within the world of Horizon, and they uh, ta- they basically set out to to stop it. And yeah, that's all I'm going to say because again massive spoilers for the first one i don't want to ruin it for everybody yeah we've got um, the dobs in chat saying he just finished forbidden west today and the references to the first game is amazing yeah yeah it's pretty cool like there's just really awesome stuff all throughout it really um and there's a lego set through. that came out for it like a week ago two weeks ago there's a horizon zero forbidden west lego set it's the yep. giraffe thing uh the tall necks yep they're pretty cool 
Um, it's also um, got a new comic series that's come through now as well. So they're releasing comics on all this. It's it's a very cool property and it's really awesome stories to be told in here. And I think it's really cool. But to talk about the game, I mean, mm. you would have seen a lot of the stuff about the, um, the gameplay and everything. And it is, it looks spectacular. It plays spectacular. I've been playing the PS5 version um, in uh, performance mode and it's just, it looks stellar. Um, so it's just beautiful, very, very smooth all the time. Um, you get to see these amazing uh, dinos from the, the the first one, robot dinos, and a whole bunch of new new, new ones. Um, you get uh, at certain points, and you would have seen this in the trailers as well. You get diving gear so you can swim and breathe underwater, and it brings into uh, like a whole range of new, a whole new underwater world. underwater dinosaurs. It's don't you dare close your eyes, Daddy. Um, <laughs> But there's, yeah, there's a whole bunch of new, really cool new ones. There's dinosaur kangaroos, which are pretty amazing. Um, there's uh, these ones I've just discovered recently were, uh, were like monkeys, like giant robotic monkeys that spit fire and acid at you. Just, just amazing. Some of the imagination that they've used to create these just spectacular machines. And you see them when you, when you slow time down and you see everything going on. You see all the gear, gears whirring and how the bits fit together. And it's just, it's so cool. I have seen um, some clips like pop up on YouTube and, uh, not YouTube, uh, Twitter of yep. like some people have had some, some gameplay issues and bug issues. Like I think when you were playing La Last of Us 2, there was like your character trying to put something in their backpack and they just fucking socked yeah. it through their body or something. So I've seen stuff like that, but more of the, yeah, you know, rather than the character a- Alo- a- a- Aloy Aloy um, Aloy wheels 19 inch rims um, <laughs> but like rather than them running around as they traditionally would she's like T-posing and sliding around the atmosphere and the environment so I'm like what the f- that's that's a big There's- deal I mean there there is there are some of those issues that I've experienced as well so for all that the game runs smoothly there are some graphical issues there's moments when you get caught on the environment and yeah and Dobbs has just said the ground would fall away and he just fall through it well yep that that's happened as well like there's you know and i i come to expect a lot of those bugs to to happen within a op- large open world game just yep. simply because of the size and everything that's going on um, there's a lot of invisible walls in um, in Forbidden West as well. So basically, you just get to a point and you just your character can't go through. When it would be very very easy to solve some of these very complex puzzles mm. by just doing this particular thing, and it doesn't allow you to do that, which is a bit frustrating. Um, some of the like they've changed the climbing mechanic as well now, and so there's only certain places that you can climb and other walls or things that look very, very climbable by comparison to what you've, you know, mountains that you've just scaled aren't climbable because they don't want them to be. You know, you know the story doesn't need it to be climbable. It's an and open so it's world, just, but it's open and linear at the same time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah there, there, are, there are many, many ways. So uh, some of the things you do, you take down rebel outposts and kill a bunch of dudes, and it's, it's a lot of fun, and there's dudes riding dinosaurs at the same time, so you've got to fight off both of them. Um, and you can do that in many, many different ways with many, many different weapons or things or techniques to win. But by the same token, you've got like, you know, you kind of have to go down, you're funneled through this particular cone almost to get to it. So it's a little bit frustrating that they have those moments in the game. So yeah. I won't say it's perfect by any stretch, but I, I, I expect a lot of these kind of mechanics and issues to exist within open world games. 
Um, for the most part, though, like, you know, if I look back and I go Cyberpunk 2077, almost, you know, game-breaking bugs to a point where it was just awful to play, Yeah, this is still a pleasant experience. And for the most part, you know, the fun to be had in this game and some of the simple tasks or even just, like, going in, you come across a herd of new dinosaurs you've never seen before and just taking them down one by one or all together and figuring out what's going on it's just fucking chaos and it's beautiful to watch so yeah yeah like i think there's a, a lot of fun in this one as well they really reward tactical gameplay like so it's you you go in you got to think about it um you can just kill a dinosaur but you can also like shoot bits of the the body off so that you can collect them and yeah upgrade your gear and things like that can so you ride them oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> again not going to go into a lot of spoilers because there's some very, very big spoilers for that. But yes, you start off, you do uh, ride dinosaurs at the start of the game. So um, yeah, and you can tame them so that you can they can fight for you. All sorts of really cool stuff. They have that thing that oh, really bothers me. So I've made my character quite um, effective at stealth. Right. Um, so she goes around. She the best gets way to play video game. <laughs> but she gets lots of bonuses for starting combat and killing dudes from from in stealth mode. But then there's there's moments where you like rescue a prisoner who's held in the camp and they follow you around sneaking as well. And you'll hide down in these bushes and you're like, okay, they can definitely not see me. I mean, your head's like above the grass like this much. <laughs> but then the dude that's following me is just crouched down outside of the patch of grass, just in the middle of the nowhere and no one can see him. It's like, it just it just stupid little things like that that really yeah me. so the ai can only really pick up on you the player and not competitive. that's correct they're yeah. not concerned about anything else that's happening they only see you because you're hiding the other guys are automatically hidden so yeah it's just you know very frustrating uh little moments like that but i think look for the most part still fun um on the downside i think that the biggest negative for me is sometimes the story gets a little bit too full of itself yeah. um <laughs> It likes to hear the sound of its own voice, so it likes to talk lots of dialogue. That doesn't sound like a PlayStation game at all. <laughs> lots and lots of cutscenes, and, you know, you know, it feels like sometimes these cutscenes could have been a memo or an email or something. Yeah, you know, just meeting could be an email. <laughs> send me a, like that, and you collect a lot of data and lo lots of things. Like, there's a lot going on here, and they've cluttered a lot of information in there, I think some of the poignancy of that information gets lost because there's so much you're overwhelmed mm. with all this stuff you're just like well what the fuck am i supposed to care about so yeah I, i've i started watching it all and then i got to a point where it's like well I, d I know that this is going to take some time so i'm just fucking skipping over everything <laughs> and it's yeah just getting to the the meat and potatoes of the storyline is probably the uh, the most fun of it but yes a worthy successor to the first game i think yeah. this is it's made some improvements made some changes from the first one new dinosaurs new challenges more armor and weaponry than you could possibly care to comprehend it's so many options and so many different ways to, to have this every single gameplay i can imagine will be unique because everyone will do things differently and it's just to your style so However you want to approach these things, I think there is a, a, a way that you can enjoy it, which yep. is really great. I think that makes a really good game that opens up possibilities for everybody. So, and, for, and for replay possibility as well. So you can oh, 100%. Stealth one way. If you really enjoyed the story and you want to experience certain things again, then you can do it as a different playthrough. And it's, it, look, it's very easy to just like go halfway through and go, well, look, I'm going to change and do something else. Um, even, like Just upgrading different types of gear can be done really, really quickly. 
um, and yeah, you can immediately change the type that you are and change some of the skill points around. It's yeah, it, it does make it for a very customizable experience, which I think is a lot of fun. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's um, yeah. Look, I, I've really enjoyed it so far. I think it's it's. I've had a really good run of really excellent games to play, um, and this is yeah, this is definitely right up there. So. If I'm going to give it a review score, which I have to, you I do. think, yeah, I think I have to give it a 4.5. Nine, basically. Ooh. Yeah. I think I, look, if I was going back and looking at it, like Horizon Zero Dawn was almost perfect and it's on its own. Hmm. Uh, and, you know, for the time, for what it did, for, you know, taking down a giant T-Rex, um, uh, it's amazing. And they've got this new one in the new game. Oh, it's cool. It's called a tremor tusk, and it's just a giant, like a woolly mammoth just kind long. of thing, and it's just fucking amazing. It's so cool. Um, so, but there are there are still T Rexes in this game, which is excellent as well. Um, but yeah, so I think it's just it probably hasn't polished enough. Like the first game was very very polished. Yeah, I don't think there's enough polish on this game to make it you know stand up to those. You know, incredibly high scores, but I mean, still four point five. I think still very, very good, um, considering, yeah, you know, <laughs> considering what uh, what it's up against. So yeah, I think it's um, yeah. an excellent game. I have seen on Twitter as well, and like just like this podcast and YouTube and anything we do, it's all our personal fucking experiences with the game. Whether we recommend them, whether we don't, I've seen. Uh, a friend of mine, Steve Survivor, they got a, a friend of theirs to do their review on this game. They gave it a 6.5 for their own personal reasons. Uh, and the dude... That's, that seems vindictive for no reason. <laughs> well, it's like they, they provided their own reasons. I'm like, look, I get it. Like, they loved Forza Horizon 5 when I met up with him for a beer. And I'm like, what are you smoking? Can you please stop? Because uh, <laughs> I did not like Forza Horizon. And a lot of people love it. But that's... Yeah, I, I saw them get fucking just... Like, just inappropriately destroyed on all the socials. I was just like, dude, A, it's like IGN, man. Like, you have different fucking writers and stuff like that, and each person provides yeah. their own opinion on a game. Like, come the fuck down. You like it? Do I want to try uh, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn or Forbidden West? Don't know. <laughs> um, I mean, you've had the you've had the original game sitting there, and you haven't played uh, it yet. Yeah, it's been it's been sitting I, here for three, four years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been Look, I mean, for a while. It's still, it does, if you're just there for the experience of blowing up giant robot dinosaurs and having a lot of fun doing that, it's there in spades. It's there. Like, it does so much good stuff that you just can't, like, any score less than fucking, you know, I I don't know what what less than, but any score like a 6.5 out of 10 is, it's, despicably bad for for what it is i think it's an incredible game that's incredibly well put together it is the first game is 75 dollars on steam 75 yeah. don't know fuck about money <laughs> don't know if i mean that that's one downside to buying like you know for, for next gen games at the moment it is i think it's a hundred and zero dollars it's, it's not it's not uh, forbidden west it's the first yeah game. Yeah, no, no, but like even the like new game on the PS5 version, hundred and nine dollars. Like, yeah, you know, it's that. I think that's the the price you pay for like being an early adopter. Um, and yeah, mm. but yeah, I think look very expensive, but yeah, it's a a price Kinda to pay for it. a very good game. 
I mean, I could I could give it a crack, like even though I have a physical copy of it downstairs. But then I have to I have to move me coaster. I don't know why. I do that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there you go. So uh, yeah, Horizon Forbidden West. Play it. Fun. But play the first one first. Otherwise, the, this one's not going to make any sense. I will, but won't it just spoil the first one completely? Nah, there's there's a bunch of shit in there that you just won't. You just like, who the fuck is this guy? Why are they saying this thing? What the fuck is going on? Like, there's just so much that unless you've played and finished it, you're just not going to get. So, all right, there we go. There we go. Excellent. Now let's move on to our next one. Duty, you have been playing a uh, a game called Shadow Warrior Three. Yes. Tell us all about it. What's going on? Shadow Warrior 3. Uh, it is the third game in the Shadow Warrior series. I'm glad you asked. Um, <laughs> Fuck, that's that's not just a clever <clears throat> name then. No, it's not. Uh, it would have been great if they released it. It's like, there's not a first one, there's not a second one. It's like that turkey fucking, that evil turkey horror movie. That, what was that fucking one you told me about? With the turkey killing people? Oh, fuck if I can remember. Oh, <laughs> it was some like shitty fucking Sharknado style film where it's a killy, killer Thanksgiving turkey that kills killer turkey movie here we go <clears throat> thanks killing that's it's it called. thanks killing so there it's thanks killing and then there's thanks killing three there <laughs> the is no thanks looks killing like one of the sexies from um fucking meet the, the feebles yeah. no not meet the feebles um <laughs> from that fucking jim henson movie what the fuck was it called dark it's gonna crystal. bother me the dark crystal that's yeah. it yeah yeah it looks like the skexies but he's supposed to be a turkey and he kills people yeah and there's boobs yeah, there is, <laughs> but it's like they they made the first one and then they just made the third one. They didn't do a second one. But um, Shadow Warrior Three is, uh, of course, third game in the series. Uh, Shadow Warrior is also a old school uh, shooter as well, similar to that a la Wolfenstein Doom sort of old school shooter. Uh, and they rebooted it because you know rebooting things and bringing them back into into the fold in a rebooted way is what is going on basically fucking everywhere Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like good studios too. Yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie out on next Netflix. Dog shit. Uh, Scream. Uh, Halloween. Doom. Um, Wolfenstein, etc., etc. It's done by Flying Wild Hog and published by Devolver. Um, it is... You play as a character called Lo Wang, who is a Wish.com version of Deadpool, uh, or Dante from Devil May Cry, if you're in that sort of genre as well. Uh, or it's Ryan Reynolds. Um, and he has <laughs> accidentally released a ancient world-eating dragon and it's up to you and a, a, a sort of a crew of I wouldn't say misfits but sort of previous villains from other games to band together and take out the said dragon uh it is not a long game by any means i played this on medium difficulty there was only easy medium and hard uh and i finished it in five hours it's done oh quick game very oh, quick game. That, that's <clears throat> incredibly fast it uh it does not fuck around neither do i um, but the gameplay of this game merges the quick, over-the-top, sort of fast, brutal gameplay of Doom Eternal and, and the new Doom game. It merges the comedic stylings and over-the-top character and whatnot of, say, Deadpool or Dante from Devil May Cry, but it also does a little bit more of um, Bulletstorm a little bit too, but uh, Devil May Cry, when you fight a new sort of enemy threat for the first time you get a little cutscene and their name comes up and it pauses the screen like demon and it comes up with demon in the corner saying like all right and that's a demon that's a this that's a that um and then you you fight that boss or that enemy type you learn what their attacks are and then they're just thrown into the combat sort of like when you fight demons for the first time in doom it's like uh you fight a hell knight 
you fight it by itself so you just know how it fights and then it starts to get thrown into the you know risk the standard uh, combat uh yeah this game is very much doom eternal the combat is doom eternal the weapons are doom eternal the uh the traversal the level of gore. the <laughs> level of gore it is just doom it's all it is yeah uh it's got a different skin over the top of it so rather than demons on hell or demons on earth from hell uh it is basically japanese chinese demons yeah sort of thing um it's fun the gameplay is very smooth i didn't have any problems with the gameplay itself um there it are does only- look very pretty like the, at least yeah. the previous games like i always enjoyed how it looked it was kind of this this fps if you were in a cartoon movie kind of thing it yeah felt really good so the second one was very looter shootery apparently i didn't uh, i've not played any of the previous shadow warrior games i've heard oh, the well, second- so you've missed all the story mate you've missed the you, you're watching return of the king you haven't even seen two towers yet i'll get to the story um the second game apparently is very much like a borderlands looter shooter style of gameplay um and the first one apparently the the first one of the remakes or the reboot series was very good but this game is very much doom so it is like each game has a different sort of play style to it it's not keeping the play style and moving onwards um it's fun the enemy types uh there aren't all right so hang the gameplay is fun you only get six main weapons for the game uh you know i played this on pc you know left click is standard shoot right click as you pull out a samurai sword and you start hacking away so immediately you have a melee weapon which you don't have in doom uh you have an execution like you can use in doom but the executions work a little different so in doom it would just give you health or it would give you a bit of armor or whatever it is the executions in this you slowly like fill up an execution gauge as you defeat enemies and such and when you execute an enemy you get a special weapon from them so if you say execute just the standard cannon fodder goons, you rip their head out with their spine attached, you clap your hands together, their heads explode, you immediately go from 100 health to 200 health. That's the only way you can buff your health bar. There's an enemy that shoots eyes at you, you basically smash open their head, pull out part of their frozen brain with their eye in it, and it's an instant freeze grenade, and it freezes everything <laughs> around you. There's a character that I said was a bit like a Hellboy-style character, that's the way I identified as it, and you basically break their arm open, pull the bone out of their Hellboy fist, and then smash their head in with it and use it like a hammer. Um, you have ones where there's a, a Yoshimitsu-style one where you take a giant samurai sword and you slice them in half, and it sort of becomes a bit like, you know, you look at an enemy, you press the attack button, and you immediately teleport over there, slice them in half. Look at the next enemy, go over there, teleport, slice them in half. So you get yeah. a lot of weapons from... There's the standard six weapons in the game, but then there's the weapons you get from executing the enemies, and each different enemy type has a different sort of special weapon. Um, So it's fun in that regard. The weapons you get, they all sound great. They all do loads of damage, a lot of gore, and all that sort of stuff like that as well. It is fun. It, It is very much Doom Eternal, so if you want more gameplay like Doom, awesome. I think you'll really like this. You don't need to play the other games, because just like in Doom... There are cutscenes here. This story didn't care for it. The basic premise is stop the dragon. That's that's all you need to do. That's all you need well, to you know. Need, games need to be a lot simpler. Just stop the dragon. You know, find the thing. You know, bring the other thing here. Simple. That's it. But yeah, there yeah. are cutscenes. Stop the bad guy. Bad yeah. guy's bad. There's, bad there's... guy's ooh, <laughs> bad bad guy. Like, Kill that guy. Okay, sweet. Done. Put a Nazi in there. Kill the Nazi. Great. Like all of no, that stuff. Won't, they won't be Nazis. They'll be Iron Cross Germans. It's fucking Call of Duty. Um, but 
Yeah, there are cutscenes in the game where it's like, oh, you've made a fucking ancient wizard who has a raccoon that's stolen a powerful mask and you have to go get that back. I'm like, dude, I don't give a fuck. Like, let me just keep playing. Like, that's how I felt. Um, it's I, it, it, I the Shadow Warrior games. I played the first two. Um, yeah, I, story is, is, is next you're to You're not buying this game yeah. to play the story. No, you're not. And uh, yeah, they it's, know that. That is they, like they, watching a porno just for the, how did they get into this conundrum? <laughs> how did you exactly go from? How did you dig it in the pizza box? Yeah, <laughs> like it was a wedding day. What's going on? That's not your husband. Like ex- explain. Like you're not watching for that story. Um, but the gameplay is what you're playing it for, and the gameplay is very fucking good. Um, yeah. When there were moments where the levels were getting like you're moving from combat arena, going through a little trail, another combat arena, little trail. I'm like, dude, I'm getting over the combat arenas. I need some traversal. The game gives you a grappling hook, which is very much like the uh, sort of the kunai from uh, Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. It's a little sort of rope dagger that comes out at your wrist. You use it to swing around the map. That's very much like again Doom Eternal, where you'll have combat. Traversal, combat, traversal, and then you'll have a combat level, and then you'll have a traversal level with shit falling from mm. the sky, and you need to avoid it and all that sort of stuff. Um, there are some things that it doesn't do great. For starters, story, already talked about that. The character of Lo Wang is constantly wisecracking. When I first started playing the game, I'm like, this guy's fucking funny. This is, I'm, ha- I'm having a laugh here. About two hours into it, I was like a bloody. I was like I've been dragged to a five one direction concert by a girlfriend I'm like just get me out of here like I I was just like this dude needs to shut up like he's giving me the shits like at first it was funny then you just got very annoying Uh, to the point where it's like okay cool I'm playing this game I'm enjoying the game I'm not listening to him I'm listening to music on Spotify like that's how I'm playing this game and that's probably another negative is you play Doom you know the fucking music of Doom Doom is very good with its music department Devil May Cry. It's very so, loud with the music. Very loud. <laughs> you play uh, Devil May Cry, and the you, when you start slashing demons, the music starts to creep in, and then you've got this awesome fucking rock music while you're slashing demons. And once it's done, you get this like open E chord, yeah. and then it just ends, and it, like it builds and suspends its fucking music really well. Um, the music in this, I it's no, I I literally had to listen to Spotify to actually keep my ears engaged to what was going on because I'm like, I can't listen to Lo Wang anymore. He's actually pissing me off to the point where I'm like, it's a five-hour game. And when he was starting to piss me off, I was like, I have two hours left. Like, you know, that's <laughs> that's the way to look at it. By the time you start to get annoyed by Lo Wang, you don't have much longer to go. Um, yeah. But the music kept, like me listening to, you know, the Foo Fighters metal song from their fucking, their Studio 666 album or movie, like, that's metal that's keeping me involved in this like that's it's 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 keeping the blood flowing flowing um and throwing but um i did have fun with it it was a game that of course we were reaching out saying you know would you like to cover shadow warrior 3 i was speaking to a couple of mates of mine i'm like dude i haven't played shadow warrior 1 or 2 i don't know anything about it um <laughs> and they just went look play it make it like you, you you can make your mind up from certain games you can play the third game in the series and you might not need to worry about it they said you don't need to worry about it play it I'm glad I played it because it is fun. I would recommend this game to people like an Ian. If you don't know what an Ian is, it is basically someone who wants to play a game, but once they've finished it and once they're done with it, they're done with it. And they can go like, mm. yeah, I had fun with it. It was a fun game. I can go back to it and fiddle around with it here and there. But They don't want it to be too hard. Well. They don't want it to be too long. <laughs> Unless it's The Witcher 3, he will not finish it. Um, 
but yeah, it's a game where you can pick up. You, it's a five-hour campaign, five and a half, done. And it's there's a lot of weapons. There's pistols. There's a shotgun that fucking slaps. There's a uh, there's basically a crossbow that fires shuriken out of it, which is fucking cool. There's a rail like gun it. and all this sort of stuff. And the samurai sword, like when cannon fodder goons come at you and you just slice them in half, you actually see the blade going through them, and it's it's all glory. Um, the game doesn't have a large amount of enemy varieties, such as Doom, um, and the game actually introduces you new enemies as you're on like the last level, where Doom introduces you all these enemies and then goes, okay, now that you're comfortable with all the enemies, we're going to start giving to giving them to you in the most fucked up variety, so you don't know who to focus your attention on first, because if you focus on them, they're going to fuck you up. If you focus on them, you know, the, the marauders are going to get you. What do you do? Where this game was just like, okay, cool, I'm used to that, fine, sweet, up, oh, another new enemy, okay, cool, sweet, game over. Like, it was, yeah, it was an interesting uh, interesting mix, but had fun with it, that's the main thing. Yeah, good. Yeah. Excellent. Score-wise, it's a flat 3.5, it's a flat 7, it's good. It's not, yeah. it's, it's heavily inspired by Doom, which is fine. I have no problems with copying aspects over from other games. A lot of other games do it. Um, but it's not overly long the character i got found got very annoying i didn't care much for the story um but the combat is buttery smooth i had no problems with the combat there was even a bug in the game um because of course you know we got an early early review copy of it where if i kept clicking the the shotgun fire button and it turns into a full auto shotgun so it just keeps fucking spinning if i Mm. kept clicking it it would keep firing even though i had no ammo in it so like towards the end of the game when i'm like lowing is fucking pissing me off I'm like, I know at the end of the game for where I am in the story. I just equipped a shotgun and I just kept fucking spamming the shotgun fire button and I was walking around just going, bang, 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 bang. No ammo in the gun. Took them all out. <laughs> Sweet. And the shotgun's fucking great. It's like, it's... If you're a first-person shooter and your shotgun sucks, you need to rethink doing a first-person shooter. And this game has a great fucking shotgun. Excellent. There we go. All right. Sounds like you had fun with it, mate, which is... It was, uh, it was fun. Is, I'm very, very, very happy I checked it out. Excellent. I'm glad you're on board. Um, hopefully they will remake um, or remaster the original ones, do it like a, a three-part package. That'd be very nice to put that all together. Yeah, Might make yeah. a half-decent game, like, you know, <laughs> stick together, like, you know, maybe 15 to 20 hours of gameplay all together. <laughs> put all games... Oh, apparently the second one is, like, the first one's real good. This third one, it's fun. Apparently, the second one was like, you either love it or you don't. And there's no... It's it's Texas Chainsaw or Netflix. You either love it or <laughs> you're wrong. Or no, you either... No, no, no. It's not that bad. It's nowhere near that bad. It was fine. Did you watch <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Netflix? Yeah, I'm saying I'm not agreeing with the Netflix thing. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Shadow Warrior oh, 2. Right. It's perfectly fine. <laughs> say, if you liked if you liked that fucking movie, we're going to have some words. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, yes, there we go. So let's move on. Let's talk about our last one this week. Um, the afore discussed Elden Ring. Um, we've had a good play through this one. I got um, mm. an advanced copy. Duty's been getting into it. I've got um, it. Yeah. I'm. I'm shocked. I'm shocked beyond. This is my shocked face. Um, I, I didn't know how this was possible. I. I even had a group chat with a bunch of people including Duty and and the aforementioned Ian. And, you know, two guys who just never get into this stuff. And they're like, should I get this? Sounds re- lots of good reviews about it. I said, 
It's exactly like all the other Dark Souls games. If you like those, or if you didn't like those, you either like or not like this one. And you all proceeded to buy it. <laughs> I'm in a group chat that we knowing talked about Elden Ring. Knowing full well, knowing full well that this was bad. <laughs> this was going to be either a very bad or a very good experience. You just went, sure. It's, uh, yeah, I, I found that astounding. Well, look, <laughs> Fuzzy. <laughs> What's the story of Elden Ring? Well, not only knows? for the audience, but it's also for me. Who knows? Because George George R R Martin started, <laughs> and then apparently just left at some point. You know, they they got all uppy about. Oh, George R R Martin's going to write the story for this one. Well, he started to, and, <laughs> and then just gave like up on it. Game of Thrones couldn't finish. Couldn't finish. Um, just like his sandwich at the deli. No, no, no. That's not true. He ate all of that. Um, no, he just was not able to finish it, so he gave it back to the studio. They finished it off, which is fine, which is they filled it out. Uh, basically, if you don't know uh, what Dark Souls is, what rock have you been living under? Um, this is Dark Souls, um, the, the child of Dark Souls come to life in, in 2022, hmm. and it is big and beautiful. It is a open-world uh, version of Dark Souls, so where Dark Souls had... Lots of very, you know, defined corridors. You go down this way, you have to... You, pass, yeah, you know, you know what's down here because you've died. You have to go down there. That's the only exactly way you right. Go. You have to keep going through. And the, I think a lot of the frustrations that people would have had, you know, people who didn't enjoy Dark Souls experiences would have been because they got to a point they just couldn't get past. It is um, a From Software game as well. It's the same devs. They, they hate people, and that's I think that is their motto. We hate people. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. Basically, but look, you know, looking at Elden Ring, that it is an open world uh, version of Dark Souls, which I think makes it a lot more interesting because you don't get stuck going down the same pathways and going. Well, that's the only way I can get through here. You do get to go right. I need to skill up, and as I did in my first sort of five to six hours. I, I walked away from some of the harder areas and went, well, it's too hard. I know I can beat it over here. Get better, grind it up a little bit, get the skills to actually progress further. I'm thinking um, I'm thinking you're in the area where I am now, where I'm on a fucking boss and I've got a bee's dick of health left on him. And he the just, watchdog? No. The fucking, the fucking horny fucking wizard dude on the bridge. Margate the Fell. That's yeah. it. I've yeah. gotten him to a fucking bee's dick of health, and then because yeah. my supports are all dead, he just targets me, and I'm fucked. And I've got yeah. no magic left. So Margate the Fell um, is the first story boss, so they have different tiers of bosses in this game. Uh, dungeon bosses or story bosses. Margate the Fell is the first story boss uh, that you get in this game. Um, is very, very interesting. Um, and, yeah, really... Yeah, re- really challenging for people who aren't prepared. Um, I think there's a lot of other, like, area- you can go through so many more areas than before you fa- face that dude um, that it's it's worth just spending time anywhere else. You can go out, you can explore. You could have an entire game experience without ever finishing the story and still have had a fun experience by exploring what's out there. So I think there's a lot yeah. more to see and see before you have to go down that path if you want to progress the game. Yeah, um, I, I I do okay by myself, but like yeah. I got up to this boss fight thinking that I'm like, yeah, 
I can I can do this. And I got this. I get so fucking close to beating him, and he just he his fucking hammer attack when he lands from the sky, and I've dodged, and he still lands on me. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> it's, it's pissed me yep. off. We're waiting for the multiplayer to work so Ian and I can do it together because Ian's close range and I'm range. I've I've heard there are massive issues at the moment currently yep. with um, the Xbox multiplayer doesn't um, process, doesn't which doesn't work. Which is which is they've just awful. fixed it as of today. Yeah, I mean that's that's an awful experience for the first week though for for players who haven't played. We bought it the game for this reason as well. And it's it's really interesting because they had the um, the open beta. Um, oh, when was that? November. November last year. So yeah, yeah so I, I played it then. It was really really good fun. Um, the multiplayer there was no issues with it then. So very surprising that when they go go to scale that there is an issue. Um, yeah, quality. If I look like compare the two, the experience was almost identical. Like it was like really really well done. Like they were in such a good state then mm. um i'm sure they put in a lot of polish on areas that we couldn't reach like you could basically do most of the world right up into margate and you could defeat margate as part of the um as part of your game your yeah. playthrough for the beta so you know there there's a lot of people who've experienced that stuff and haven't seen past that um there's so much more out there um it's it's just incredible it's a huge huge game it's very fun um, I, I yeah it's I played Dark Souls 3 I couldn't even get past the first boss that was like that knight that turned into a fucking tentacle thing or whatever it was um, but since then I have played Jedi Fallen Order multiple times and it is a light Dark Souls-esque style of game oh yeah um, so I, I feel like that helped but also being able to play this game uh, maybe it is with Dark Souls as well if, if me and Fuzzy are playing Dark Souls we've started at level 1 at the exact same time and we're in a party we can communicate with this guy does that watch out or watch out for this in this room because this will get that uh and i found that helped but the one thing i just and ian and i had a, had a proper discussion about this because this is not dark souls this is elden ring it is made by the same devs it is basically the same game but it's open world but it is not a dark souls game right yeah but like the, the ti- the it's, 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 it's just not, call it dark souls 4 i don't fucking care yeah it's but the like same thing our, our thing a, was the menus look the same. Everything about yeah. this game, like how it plays, the fucking you died, like all of that. The you died is the same. Yeah, it's it's the same fucking game. Like don't don't try and you know put a fucking sticker on mayonnaise and tell me it's butter. Like it's the same thing. Sticker on mayonnaise. But I don't know. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> look, just thinking of things, mayonnaise and butter. <laughs> it's it, look. It's just. It's so. It is so much a Dark Souls game, and that's why everybody has been comparing it to Dark Souls. It is, yeah. Because it's the same fucking experience. If you have, like, it's the open world version of everything that they've done before. Totally fine with that. Not a criticism. It's just a weird thing that they've decided to call it something else and claim it's this whole new thing when it could have just as easily, they could have re put Dark Souls 4 on it, and everybody still would have lost their fucking minds about it. So, yeah. Just how these people are. Uh, yeah. Probably though, so my, my biggest thing is the title of the game is not Dark Souls. I'm completely fine with the gameplay. I have no problem with the gameplay. Or the, this <laughs> it's your that. biggest issue with this. No, no. <laughs> this game would have been fucking awesome if it was you could play the entire campaign drop and drop out co-op with friends. If it, you could have basically a little party of friends like a 
like, kind of can. You yeah, kind of can, but still, like, if this game was, like, Ian's online, Fuzzy's online, jumping into his game, we're fucking playing. Like, you know, Fuzzy's running around as a knight, I'm a fucking... I'm an archaeologist or what? Astrologer. Um, I'm gonna jump. I'm a fucking mage. Uh, I'm gonna jump in. I'm gonna play, play with them. Where it's like, no, you have to summon them in for the th- this and the that. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Just give me the fucking option to jump in and play with friends, because yeah. you have like me and Ian were having so much interaction from not being able to play with each other because the Xbox multiplayer was broken. But just being able to go like go to this room, go in here. There's a treasure chest in here. There's this. There's that. Where if you were seeing that on screen for the first time, seeing your mate walk into a room without knowing what's in there, seeing a fucking like stone goblin leap out onto them, you'd be like, "What the fuck?" And you'd have to manage damage and all. Like this would have been cool as a drop-in, drop-out multiplayer game because it's not yeah. Dark Souls, so you can actually have a bit of that creative freedom. Being like, "Okay, this worked in Elden Ring. Should we bring it over to the next Dark Souls game?" Look, I mean, you can, and to to a certain extent, you know, play multiplayer. So you yeah, know, there is. You can't there, use it. There there I mean, there, I mean, it is. I think it's designed to have a, a probably somewhat of an authentic experience in the in the world. The idea of being that you can come in and everyone brings in their own different skill sets, and yeah, you, know, mm. you definitely need a mix of them. Um, you can do uh, summon. Uh, ghosts and spirits warriors to fight alongside yep. you or request support from people who are wanting to play multiplayer come defeat certain bosses very yeah a very very good way of defeating bosses as well it's uh, especially with the summons because you can summon yeah spirits Oops. to be around you and they at- attract attention Don't so get while they get started on fucking summoning <laughs> I get so close to beating that boss. I have the summoned fucking sorcerer who comes and helps me out just before you walk through the misty doors. And then yep. as soon as I get in there, I summon three wolves because it's the best thing I've got and they distract the fuck out of him. But, yep. like, he gets so low on health and I have either no magic left or he just fucking cheese attacks me and I'm just like, I'm fucking done. I'm done. Ian, I need you. See, I knew this would happen. I knew this would happen. This is, this is what I expected to happen. It happened. Oh yeah, um, very. But that's what I'm like. All right, I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna go find some random fucking dungeons and find things to fight. Yeah. And I fought like three or four dungeon bosses now, or like little cave bosses. Summoned the wolves and fucked them up real quick. Right. And that's, this is this is the experience the game wants you to have. Like, and that's why it is superior to a Dark Souls game, specifically because you know in a Dark Souls game you would have hit this ball, the, this boss and literally you would have had nowhere else to go. You yeah. might have been able to go back slightly to the last time, your last save point and it basically would have had a couple of you know different guys to go through to get back to the boss, but you're essentially stuck at the same point. It is very, very hard in that case then to get better because you're just, you're just grinding that same, same path. Whereas here, you can go out, you can, fuck it, I'm just going to learn how to... I, I went out after about three hours, I decided, fuck it, I'm going to learn how to parry properly. And just took on some low-level guys and was like, okay, right. Now that I've got the timing for my parry down, and the timing I found out, obviously, I'm you know, not very great at these games, but timing can be very different depending on your dexterity and your agility and how much armor you're wearing. Yeah. So timing yeah, timing movements are different for everybody. And so you have to learn your specific character's I timing. I parry. I dodge because I'm a wizard. Well, see, there you go. But Parry's so powerful, and I, I think I sent, uh, 
I think it was uh, to a group chat. Uh, <laughs> basically, two days after Elden Ring came out, there was this guy who sits there with that Margate the Fell, the first big boss, and literally just goes, every time he attacks, just parry, parry, bang, stab, <laughs> parry, parry. And just like all these massive, powerful attacks that most people are going, oh, shit, how do I do? Oh, no, no, I'm going to... And they freak out. This guy's just parry, stab, parry, stab, and defeats him like that. And it's just fucking incredible. It's yeah. Th- there are people who are very, very skilled at these things, and when you learn some of these, like the most powerful tools in the game, mm. the, the the parry is so so big. The dodge is, is very good, but it's nothing compared to how powerful the parry system can be. So if you, and that's why I spent a good two to three hours learning the timing for mine, mm. just you know working out okay, too early, too late, you know where it is and finding that sweet spot and once you do things become infinitely more easy so it is a game that requires you to get good <laughs> you it's really do like, it, it, it is i mean you get your your character naturally you know uh develops over time you get skill points to assign to different things you know buffs and all the rest of it you get stronger and you get faster but you also get better and more skilled as a player um and it's i think that's I, I do enjoy those games because they do push you to be better, and it's yeah you know, you're not just starting off with zero. You can't just win this game with zero skills. You have to have skills. You really have to have them, and it takes time. It's time and pain and you know effort, and you actually get somewhere with it. So I think that's they've captured that, but also made it a lot more fun to do. I also think this game, or like the the devs, whether they make an Elden Ring two, whatever, um, they've done a fantastic job. I think as well, on top of multiplayer-wise, like having it as an actual party system where you can drop in, drop out, all that sort of stuff, as a proper online multiplayer game, these guys would be... this. These devs would be really fucking good at basically using this game, or this style of game, maybe turn the difficulty down a little bit, but using... But making a Lord of the Rings game. Eh, I think it could eh. be kind of cool. Like we had uh, the Shadow of War games, which are very much a I think Arkham meets Assassin's. The Arkham meets Assassin's Creed, but like I think that's fine. The problem that you have, I think, with those games is because with the Lord of the Rings, there's so much story to talk about. In this game, it is very much focused on the combat and the development and all the rest of those RPG elements, without so much the story. So you get a general gist of what's going on and you fill in the blanks. Whereas Lord of the Rings always has a rich lore. I don't think you have a rich law in a game that complex and and have it unless you know, you're really not having it wrong. like you know it's similar to the amazon show you're not having it in the time period of lord of the rings I, th- I still think there's still so much they could talk about like oh these fucking elves and they do this and i i think they're too bound by rules in those in those circumstances maybe warhammer then this is warhammer maybe maybe but yeah, look, I mean, from software, those guys are maniacs. They'll do oh, anything. Oh, yeah. So, I'm, this is the first yeah. Souls game, or Souls S game, that is proper Souls that I'm liking. Well, I mean, the the last four games that they've released, four, um, yes, the last four games they've released hmm. um, Bloodborne, Dark Souls 3, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, which was unbelievable, and uh, Elden Ring. So they've gone through. Because uh, that's not as hard, is it? Oh no! It's incredibly hard. It's it's very hard. It is a very very difficult game, but there is so much. Like they created a whole new movement system where you could zip line around and Wait, do is, that. Like Sekiro is not that 
Ah, oh, it is that Activision game that got Game of the Year. Was it 2020, 2019? 2019. What's that one I'm thinking? Out. Oh, Neo. That's the one I'm thinking of. Isn't that? Very, oh yes, yeah. very much like Neo. That? Neo is very much in the same uh, same Dark Souls boat. So it's very much Dark Souls. Sekiro, like totally different. It's um, but Neo's it's almost, easier, isn't it? Uh, no, I wouldn't say so. <laughs> I, I think I found Sekiro was probably the more arcadey of the of the bunch. Yeah. Um, and so it, it took different pathways away from, you know, what they'd done previously and, you know, opened up movement and made it a bit more, uh, I think, alive. It felt like, you know, Dark Souls meets Tenchu kind of thing. Like oh, it had that kind of you. vibe oh, to fuck it. Is Tenchu on Steam. Fucking that's a good love game. Tenchu. Love that series. So, so that's, that's the kind of, like, there you go. That's, you know, get Sekiro. So it was basically Tenchu meets Dark Souls. So much more live and actiony probably more you know more akin to the uh, the fallen order game as well like a little bit less uh, oh, i suppose movie-esque around it. It, it was but it's still very very good i liked sekiro um this game i very much can appreciate how people have enjoyed it and have given this perfect scores um, I still think there are faults to Elden Ring. Um, it looks like the entire game they dropped the disc in fucking someone's cup of tea, and it's just sepia tones everywhere. Oh, they, I, I found that, but in the HDR settings, I turn uh, contrast on full, and I turn yeah. brightness to full, and it makes it a full, like livid fucking HDR game. Yeah, I shouldn't have to do that though, duty. The normal settings should be what the game. This is what the game's supposed to look like on normal settings, and it looks brown and for, for lack of a better term yeah, um no, the menu system's boring um i find the uh the push you like here's a game here's a couple of basic moves push you out the door um to not be enjoyable i'd like to have a little bit more context for what i'm doing i feel there's not a lot of context into this until <coughs> you start really pushing the stories and that can be a very, very long time for some people. So, yeah, I think they they make a rod for their own back with those things. So I think it just, yeah, the colour and things like like Sekiro, very beautiful, lots of vivid colours, very lots of great contrasts. Hmm. I don't think they've captured that in this game, which is a little bit of a disappointment. I mean, the bosses look spectacular, and some of those movements and the fluidity of what's going on around them is incredible. But... For that, for apart, apart from that, they, they I think they look so spectacular because the rest of the game looks like fucking brown bread. So if you go yeah. on to HDR settings and update that, it's uh, it's all good. I shouldn't have to. The the standard settings should look like the game's supposed to look. I shouldn't have to fucking jimmy it to make it look stupid. Certainly should. <laughs> I mean that's that's what I did because I was like, yeah, this is looking weird, um, but it looks fine, man. Like. Yeah, it's all personal preference. That's, yeah, that's my personal criticism of, of of the standard settings. If you want to go on and play around with the settings and make up, you know, some weird thing, you know, turn on color blindness blindness mode or whatever the fuck, and you know, make it so it's all weird. And I did turn it into black and white mode, and it looked it looked pretty fucking cool. <laughs> that looked pretty fucking uh, cool. No, I tell you, the um, there was that uh, the other samurai game. What was that one? Ah, uh, ba 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 ba. Baby, yeah. give it up, give it up. Give it up. 
fucking PlayStation game. Yes, and there's rumors right. that it's coming to PC, so that's why I'm not buying a PlayStation. <laughs> um, fuck, Ultra Incognito Comics really wants me to play it. Ghosts uh, of Tsushima. That's it. Um, and they did a black and white mode where they had um, well, basically turned it into a Kurosawa film. Um, so subtitles, and it looks, it had the film grain of like actually being on a film screen. Beautiful. Um, very hard to stand for more than a certain period of time, but beautiful to look at for a, a very short period of time that that was a fantastic looking game the ps5 version of that looks even better so yeah check that out but yes we should give this game a, a score duty yes um elden ring i'm gonna give it a 4.5 um i think like i said i can appreciate and understand why a lot of critics gave this game perfect scores um but i do see this as that kind of game that it's like in we, when you, you see the Oscars every year and you're, you're looking at people going, oh, and the best picture of the year was Moonlight. And like five people had seen Moonlight and they were all film critics. And they're like, oh, well, it's amazing because of these reasons. And everyone else was just yes, that's right. I think that's that, that's what Darks, uh, that's what Elden Ring is. It very much is a game that is loved by critics because they understand what's going on not potentially as understood by the general community and i think that's um the five the you know, the perfect scores have potentially uh overinflated the sales that they might normally have gotten for this game yeah that i mean i i understand that reference um score wise i'm having fun with it it is the yep. first Souls game that ha- has not caused a broken controller or, or broken monitor. Now, when of course Bandai Namco did reach out to us, Bandai Namco Australia, saying like, "Oh, do you want, you know, do you want to take a look at the the preview of it in November? You know, Alex, do you want a code?" And I said, "Cool. Does that code come with a free monitor and a controller? Because I will put my current controller <laughs> through my current monitor." And he laughed. Uh, and he also laughed when he reached out when I reached out, saying like, oh, "I might try Elden Ring because I'm seeing a lot of people talk very positively of it." Um, and I can say, yeah, it's fucking fun. I've had fun with it. Um, yeah, score-wise, four. Four out of five. Eight. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, it's definitely a game that, similar to when you play well, when you play really any game, that if you get frustrated by it, take a break, go play something else. By the time you come back to it, A, yes, you'll have to remember the controls a little bit, but like it might be one of the <laughs> things of when you take a nap and come back and you're not cranky, you've, you've figured out how to beat the boss. <laughs> yeah it's um yeah look i think take your time with this game it does require you to just take a breath and play through it mm. um i will say like you know this game there was you know big talk about how it was going to be received um it's currently sitting at 97 on metacritic which high. is fucking massive um you know we've got um studios like uh, destructoid ign GameSpot. they've all given it perfect scores um, you know, it's there's it's very interesting to see how well re- received this was. Perfect scores, I think, are given out a little too willy nilly now. Like, yeah, they're like, oh yeah, this this is on par with Zelda Breath of the Wild. No, I don't like Zelda, and that is known. But um, yeah, do I think they're the same kettle of fish? No. And that's look. You can have perfect games that aren't necessarily the same. Like for me, like you know, what came out this year with with Total War, like Total War Warhammer Three, fucking great. I yeah. loved it. Like that was a perfect strategy game for me. 
not a lot of people are going to like it because it's not a strategy. Strategy games are very, you know, very different for, for everybody. But for me, they have a perfect version of what they've done. I can understand why people are loving this game. Perfect. It's a perfect Dark Souls experience because it allows people to be, you know, play Dark Souls without feeling frustrated, like, and breaking fucking monitors like you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it is. I can see those scores in there, but it is very, very high. Lots of perfect scores. Um, yeah, and any negative criticism is getting fucking booed into dust. I would, uh, that being said, I'd love fucking From Software to make a Warhammer game like this. It'd be fucking cool. <laughs> really fucking cool. Dirty. I, I almost tagged in this the other day. You were, you They gave out, they have collector's editions, which you can purchase, just normal Joe blogs. They had these very special, like, limited edition, super, super duper collector's editions for, like, you know, celebrities and shit like that. Yes. And they gave them massive box, like, original artworks, all the rest of it. Yeah. Um, the, the cover for the actual case was actually, like, one of the helmets, like shaped like one of the helmets from you know, pretty much all of the advertising they've done, and they got a full-sized steel sword in there for what Elden Ring. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> it looks like fucking Lord of the Hi, Rings. Hi, Bandai Namco Australia. Do you have a spare yeah. sword? <laughs> I've heard there's yeah, like a samurai sword you can get at the start of the game of Elden Ring that like just fucking destroys. Well, I, I, one of my first one of my first characters was a, was the samurai, and they are very very good. They are a good combat all rounder, so um, interesting to play. I play as the astrologer because I like stars. I, sh- I just I literally just sit back and fucking shoot magic while the wolves do the rest, which I'm fine with. But the big thing for me was like, why is my magic not automatic replenishing after a brief period? I'm used to this in all of games. Yeah, no, yeah, it doesn't work like that. But Ian's who's Ian's playing the. Uh, shit. It's like a... Right, so what do you do? Like, you just ask people their star sign? I'm the astrologer. You're a Capricorn. Pow! <laughs> what do you do? I shoot star signs at people. <laughs> That's as far as that joke will go. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but, I don't want uh... to piss off the astrology crowd. Yeah, yeah that. Um, but Ian's playing as a particular class that has a magic bar as well, but his magic bar replenishes over time. Mm-hmm. Where I need to drink flasks to lift my magic. Um, so yeah, I'm having fun with it. I'm I'm surprised that I'm having fun with it. So it's it's definitely a game that surprised both myself and Bandai Namco when I said, "Do you have a spare?" Well, that is a surprise. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no, that's uh, that's very cool. Look, I, I think yeah, definitely a game. If you've enjoyed Dark Souls previously, you need a challenge. You need something different. Elden Ring is the game for you. Or if you like Jedi Fallen Order and you're wanting something a bit more, I might go back and play that actually. Dude, there's the rumor that we're going to get Fallen Order 2 this year before June. Like, that is that is swirling around. Chewing my, chewing my fingernails. Yes, oh, yeah. I would love that. That'd be good. All right. Well, uh, look, that was it for this week. Four games in a week. What a what a massive week. Um, thank you for tuning in and uh, listening to us today. We will be back at some point <laughs> once we've recovered from all this. Yeah, over. Like I said, we've had a massive t- I've time got, with amazing games. It's been really, really good. I've so got, I've uh, had like three, four I, weeks of just yeah. playing like games back to back. Awesome. Next week, I'll have uh, Star Wars, The Old Republic, the new DLC. That ca- Did you see that like six minute CG trailer that came out last week? No. Fucking give it a watch. Like, 
it's it's a free to play MMO, so it's World of Warcraft, but Star Wars. Um, it is a lot of fun to play the new DLC. You need, I think, to play the new DLC, you need at least one month subscription, so fifteen dollars. It automatically gives you a character boost to that level, so you can start straight into that DLC. Um, and the kind folks at EA Australia went. Judy, you like Star Wars? And went, do I like Star Wars? Um, so I'm going to take a look at that again. The only thing is, I don't know, because i got to make a character boost. So do I make a Jedi? Do I make a Sith? Do I make a scoundrel like Han Solo and make him a bit like Cad Bane? Or do I make a fucking Mandalorian? But it's going to be... You it's going to make a scoundrel. I, you, you always will. I know you. It's either that or a Jedi. <laughs> but it's like, he's going to be a chiss. If it's, if it's not a Jedi, it's going to be a scoundrel. Like, Jedi is default first position and then scoundrel. I know you. I know. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to have a fucking chess, man. It's going to be great. Um, we also might have, um, at some point in the near future, the Assassin's Creed Valhalla DLC. Oh, yeah. Rock, which is coming up. So, um, Dude, we're in March now. We've got two games coming out in March as well. We have Tiny Tina's Wonderland which is uh, Dungeons & Dragons Borderlands, and we have WWE 2K. And that used... I'm glad that Judy's going to be covering both of those. I will be covering both of those. Uh, the WWE games used to be my only yearly sports game. That's now been overtaken by Formula 1. That's um, just sad. But, man, there is nothing fucking cooler when you're... you know. The one thing I used to love playing as a kid was we got the SmackDown vs. Raw and we got all of those fucking wrestling games when I was a kid is when you pick The Rock and The Rock comes out and it's The Rock theme. If you see it now in modern like graphics and shit, it's The Rock. But the crowd's going, Rock, 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 Rock. And he's like bouncing to it. And it's fucking cool, man. It gets you hyped. Uh, I've never been more assured of your nerd credentials than when you start talking about fucking wrestling. <laughs> I, I stopped at 2004 when Goldberg left for the first time of WWE. I, I stopped. I can go. I can stop anytime I want. I can yeah. go cold turkey. But then I came back when Goldberg came back, and he only lasted like I think three months. Goldberg of all of them. Goldberg, man. Goldberg was fucking dope. He had like fucking. Uh, he had. Uh, did, you, bloody... did you go out and watch that? Um, uh, what was it? Universal Soldier movie with Goldberg in it? His, uh, his nah, I watched, acting uh, debut. I watched that. That wasn't that wasn't that Universal Soldier. Was that Goldberg? Yeah. Are, you thinking yeah. of, are you thinking of Stone Cold? Uh, no, I think it was I think it was Goldberg. He came out and did. Um, he was in yeah. the Longest Yard with Adam Sandler. He had the big cock. <laughs> yeah, that's what did I did. He jump? He did. He was called the. Yeah, Hammer. he was in. Um, he was in Universal Soldier: The Return. Wouldn't know. Uh, yeah, but. Um, Dude, Goldberg was fucking 1999, dope. that was when they finally got John Claude Van Damme back on board. Anyway, we have digressed completely from oh, the yeah. conversation. Um, we will be back when we have more games to talk about. Thank you very much for tuning in with us. Um, until that time, um, it is my duty to remind you uh, to try not to break any controllers or any television screens whilst playing Elden Ring. Yes, can confirm. And if you do really get upset... Go play something that will soothe and calm you down, like Cuphead. It's a very friendly, <laughs> happy game. <laughs> a soothing game of Cuphead. A soothing game of Cuphead. And uh, and top your night off by watching... Oh, fuck, or something really By topping yourself off. Yeah. I mean, sure. <laughs> <laughs> this is Judy saying top of the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs>